Soundcheck Pittsburgh. Soundcheck PGH. Uh, thanks for coming back. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, this is a Pittsburgh-based music podcast where we do uh, profiles on local artists. And uh, this week's a little different. Um, We're going outside of the region. Well, I guess not really because they live in Pittsburgh now. That's true. They're originally from Morgantown, West Virginia. The band's name, uh, Bibbs. Bibbs. They've recently relocated to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so this one's a little different. Um, some of the other acts that we did are kind of more established in the city. And, yeah, these um, guys are brand new. It's kind of interesting to see the take of someone trying to get things up and going. And uh, I think originally they reached they reached out to us, right? Yeah, they did. And then we liked their music, so um, we, we made met. it happen. Yeah, we made it happen. Uh, really enjoyed the interview. Uh, had a lot of fun. We did a, uh, a, uh, I was going to say a seance. We did we, not do a seance. We did not do this. Uh, we did a, uh, uh, we did a tarot card, card tarot reading, card. We were trying to say. Yeah. So, um, if you stick around, you can listen to that. We also, uh, talked a little bit about other West Virginia staples, such as and, uh, pepperoni rolls right, and the Mothman right. and the Mothman, of course. And, uh, we got, a. New song we're debuting, right? Yeah, they gave us a song from their upcoming album, which is kind of in the works right now, so that yep. we, we profiled that, and then we went through their discography. So um, Hear it here first. Hear it here first. Uh, yeah, and um, really excited for this interview, so uh, we're excited, and uh, hope you guys like it. I put a spell on you. Because of mine Stop the things you do Soundcheck PGH. Uh, thanks for coming back, guys. Uh, we're here with uh, Bibbs. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Or did I say it wrong? No, I think no, you no. got it. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> everyone was looking at me. I was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> trying to figure out who goes first. <laughs> you can start. All right. Well, I'm Jeff Manier, and I play guitar. Cool. Um, I'm Mibs. I, I sing and write lyrics. I'm Ben Brady. I play keys, do some synth parts. Cool. Sweet. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. In the no problem. And all the accoutrements. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this in my house, and it's a little tight, so um, it's very intimate. We're going to get a very intimate uh, interview here. So why don't you guys give us a little bit of the background? You guys are, you're not from Pittsburgh, correct? Correct. We're from West Virginia, Morgantown, the uh, home of WVU <laughs> and the nice. Mountaineers. <laughs> There's other stuff there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> I, grew, I grew up uh, in Uniontown, which is right across the border, and uh, uh, the relationship with Morgantown is always, it was pretty contentious, but um, it's where all the stuff is, so <laughs> you just always go there, and uh, I actually really like it. I don't know. Uh, people always like to talk shit on Morgantown, but it's a really nice place. Yeah, West Virginia in general, too. Yeah. Gets yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how long has this project been going on? Uh, so... Mibs and I started coming up with songs a few years ago, but when while, I was living in... While you were in West Virginia still? Yeah, we're, but we're all still living in West Virginia. We hadn't moved away yet, but uh, when I was living in Brooklyn in 2016, he came up 
a few times and we came up with the first song on the EP up there in the bathroom of the place I worked at. The bathroom? Yeah, I worked at a place called Egg in uh, Williamsburg. We closed at five and at night there's just, <laughs> just the janitor in there. And Mibs and I went in a few times, drank some wine, hung out in the bathroom, got <laughs> some song ideas. <laughs> How big was the bathroom? Oh, man. Yeah, if the place was closed, why'd you have to go in the bathroom? Get the best acoustics are uh, right there. there. You go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can't beat those bathroom yeah, sounds. All the sounds get lost in the, the empty restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing in Brooklyn? Were you working? Uh, yeah, I moved up there to... Uh, yeah, I'm a cook uh, by Ooh. day. And I was uh, <laughs> working, <laughs> getting that brunch money up in Williamsburg. I was going to say, egg sounds like a brunch place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we... We'd start service at like six in the morning. That was fun. I didn't really do much music while I was up there, and that's why I came here to meet up with Mibs and then Jeff. Yeah, didn't you, you beat me here by uh, like a week? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> probably the stars aligned within a week. Wow. Did you, just did happened you, did to you plan here. that? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I think part of being from Morgantown too is that like if you're gonna leave. It just ha- you just go. You have like, to do it. You just have to make the decision and then just go. If you or don't do it, are you stuck? S- you're just gonna stay there. Yeah. So was Pittsburgh a natural choice, or or like where were you thinking of going? Uh, for me, it was also New York City because I have okay. a lot of. I'm originally I grew up in uh, upstate New York, so I spent a lot of time in the city. Um, but it's just too too expensive and sure wasn't really. I was just gonna work in kitchens and stuff, so it yeah. didn't seem like the logical choice. That or Seattle because I have family out there. Oh, there you go. Uh, or Pittsburgh, but I like Pittsburgh. Yeah, like Pittsburgh definitely. So would you guys come up and visit a lot when you were younger? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The shows, yeah. you know, <laughs> here a lot. Like, the music scene in Morgantown has always been pretty good. I mean, I guess it fluctuates. Yeah. But, it, yeah, like, this was probably the closest place for, like, main shows. Yeah, like bigger national shows. acts. And yeah. Stuff. I mean, like, big acts come to Morgantown, too, but not, like... Not as often as Pittsburgh. They're probably a little more country-based. Well, I don't know, actually. No, you got that college there, so you probably yeah, got some of the yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> the shows in Morgantown would always start so late, though, that I was, a few times, I was able to come up here for a show, see all the bands, drive back to Morgantown, which is like an hour and 15 minutes with no traffic, and still catch the first band at, like, the local venue. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. That's nuts. Um, so do you how how far back do you guys go? Like, did you get, when did you guys meet each other? It's been like ten years, I think, because I moved to Morgantown in two thousand eight. Right. We I guess we all met at s- sort of different times. Yeah. I think I probably met you first. We had a class together. Yeah, we had yearbook together. High school. Oh, High school? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Forgot about that. Is your was yearbook just like a study hall? Like you didn't have anything to do, or did you actually have to like do work? I think I maybe wrote one story. I was in it. Uh, I was in it junior year and senior year. And I, think and I, I was in one story. the photography department. So oh I yeah, you actually get it all said. done uh, pretty quickly and then just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, we'll go start going through some music. Um, I wanted to start with uh, one of the ones you guys have on your Bandcamp is "Come Home," which I guess was originally it's a cover. It was originally performed by Trash Teeth. Formerly American Teeth was that one of the projects you guys were involved with in the past? Uh, I um I was in a band in 2016 only called uh, American Teeth with a couple of guys who are already in bands, so it was kind of just like yeah, it was just, just like a side together. thing. Cool, um, but 
we did that live and we never recorded it, but I, I just liked it's really simple and short and kind of went along with what we were doing with like the EP and stuff. So yeah. it was just a fun thing and Ben liked it. So yeah, nice. we took it and added some like synth parts, like synth horns, a brass section to the yeah. chorus, and it was cool. Yeah, Jeff and I and Mibs, we all like to play around with all these sonic. Like yeah, yeah, just yeah. like differentiations in the songs and just changing it up, and it was a fun project. I mean, yeah. just like Bibbs is a whole fun project for us. Okay, so let's uh, we're gonna sample a little bit from that one, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So this is "Come Home" from Bibbs. That was released as a single, I guess. It's not part of your EP, right? Yeah, that, that's our only single that stands on its own right now. Yeah. Man, uh, that is a fun song. It is really fun. It's uh, it's really catchy. Um, it's a lot more like garage rocky than the EP. Um, is that a direction you see the band going in the future? Or is it just uh, because it was a cover, that's what the previous band sound like? I, I, I wouldn't say it's like a direction we're heading because we, we kind of just play it by ear and as we go yeah. the sounds that we're making and, and getting we write and record at the same time and uh, it helps us I don't know we kind of we, we'll start with like two sections of a song and, and then I'll take it to Jeff and he'll come in and bring another guitar part in it's really just a, our direction is just a culmination of like all the music that we individually like and it kind of <laughs> mashes together into this sound that's cool what made you want to cover this one uh because Jeff was in, uh, you could probably explain it better. Yeah, it was just, it was just easy. Um, I guess it, in process, in process, it was kind of the reverse of what we normally do. Is like Ben will come up with a song structure, and Mibs will have a bunch of ideas, and so that kind of comes together on its own. Uh, by the time I get there, I'll add to it. But this was just, um, I knew it. I knew I could like just lay it down really quickly yeah. and. Uh, ben really liked it, so it was kind of just this time I had something to bring to the table to start with. Um, and it was really just for fun, I think. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That comes across. Um, who plays drums? So do you guys have a drummer right now? or No, so they're all like electronically programmed. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, but, you know, we put it through the mastering process and it helps it sound, sound pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So but we, we're kind of like modern recording you yeah. know, artists or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like the modern way of doing things. This was, you know, it all came together within a two month period of the recording process. Yeah. And it's so hard to find like a solid drummer up here because we're so new that we just decided to program them all. 
you know, for the recordings, but it sounds really natural. I couldn't, I couldn't tell at all. Yeah. It didn't come across. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess if any drummers are listening, <laughs> <laughs> hit them up if you're in the market. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, what lyrically, like what, what is going on here? It's, it's, is it like, is this autobiographical at all? It's, it's kind of like a plea for someone who's partying a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, super influenced by like just living in Morgantown, uh, when I wrote it and, 2016, I was just working a bunch and then immediately getting off and going out and just getting really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's really fun until that's all you do. Sure. And then it's not until it's not anymore. It's like, that's the only thing you know how to do. So it was kind of like, it's, you know, it's just like a pop song. So it's kind of, you can see it as like someone, you go out with somebody and mm-hmm. you really like them and you want them to come home with you. But it's also kind of just like you to yourself like you need to go home like yeah. <laughs> go to sleep yeah. and think about <laughs> your life uh but yeah yeah it's cool i got a lot of um early cloud nothings influence on oh, this cool. like yeah. uh like the first couple <laughs> records um when it was basically just dylan baldy like that uh, it came across so much to me cool. at least yeah I, I, I like those a lot that's awesome um so we mentioned that one's a cover. You guys have a full EP of originals, though. Yeah, it, it's five songs, right? Uh, yeah, it's five songs. Five, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one of many ways to be alive? Yeah, that's actually uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, uh, it was from the Cosmos. Like, <laughs> just, it's the a new lot, Cosmos I mean, series? Yeah, yeah and, and most of these songs, like, we just get so much inspiration. For, I mean, Netflix and chill is like, <laughs> it's like what we do when we're not at work. And, I mean, yeah. so many of these stories have, like, been inspired and developed off little, little, you know, TV show stories or just, you know, good stories that we see. And it, it inspires us, you know, Mibs, to write yeah. these lyrics. Whether or not it's, like, intentional or not, like, I mean, you've pointed out things that, like, go into songs that I haven't even noticed that are, like, inspired by other things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, subconsciously, I guess I took from that. Yeah. But... Also, both of you have, like, a really cinematic uh, way of, like, writing songs, to me, at least. Uh, so it's just kind of hand-in-hand. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess uh, you... I don't know. Did we talk about this earlier? Um you guys recorded and mixed everything, right? And then who mastered it? Uh, Dave Klug. Okay. Uh, David Klug Studios here in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's connected with a lot of our friends down in Morgantown. Okay. So you kind of knew him before you came to Pittsburgh? Yeah. I, I did like a, an acoustic thing a few years ago, and Dave, I worked with him on it. I met him through a friend, Brian Sprague, in Morgantown. Cool. Okay. And what's the reception been like so far? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's all just on the internet right now. We're just yeah. kind of spreading word <laughs> okay. and trying to build hype and figure out what Bibs is yeah, ultimately cool. and what we want to be. Do you guys like monitor the play count or the stream count or anything like that? Are you like? Yeah, I look at the the band camp is where we get most of our traffic. Gotcha. We're on Spotify and all that. Right. But we try to direct to band camp just gotcha. because it's not such, I don't know, it's more user or artist friendly. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to get into a track from that, Pete? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, I guess, which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's do... Um, you guys are going to have to help me pronounce this, <laughs> but let's do the... Uh, That's chilling, why I directed it. Chilling, I didn't say. Yeah, he set me up for that one. <laughs> chilling Misadventures in 
Warneronautics. So neuronautics. Neuronautics. Oh, man. That's, I would have um, never gotten that. It's like the study of lucid dreaming. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I cool. looked that up, and it's uh, it's uh, the de- the definition that I saw was the ability to travel within a dream on a conscious basis. Yes. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, this is just a fancy way to say lucid dreaming, isn't right. it? Right, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so if nothing comes out of this podcast, at least you learned a word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is. I feel like I know you as you know me, but you're full of secrets, and sometimes my arms bend back. So that was, is that the first track off the EP? That's the second track on there, but okay. it's the but first it track that we wrote together. Yeah. Gotcha. But and it was the first one you put out as bibs or is it? Or, yeah. 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 We put that out in, uh, I think December 5th. That was our nice. first thing we ever put out onto the internet. But that's, that's <laughs> the one we actually came up with in the bathroom in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and then it was like a year, a year later, almost exactly. We recorded it here in Pittsburgh all together. I was going to say, was that actually recorded in the bathroom? No, we, we like have like really bad videos of us like kind of <laughs> drunk, like really drunk, trying to <laughs> sing these songs. <laughs> it's <was laughs> yeah. it a good uh, writing session to yeah. be a little inebriated and just be loose. I guess it's a good way to like figure things out, yeah. try, try out new things. Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting song from uh, from both a lyrical perspective and a musical perspective. Um, like, where's the inspiration for that come from? Um, I guess originally the inspiration for that was uh, Stranger Things. Um, it was kind of the written, TV show. Yes, yeah, <laughs> okay. it, was, it was kind of written um, from. Joyce's point of view, like not like trying to find Will, like there. I mean, they're like it's not Winona Ryder. Yeah, like it's not a Stranger nice. Things song, right? But that is definitely like it leaks into the lyrics on that one. Gotcha. So. so there's, I mean, I guess we'll get to it later, but I guess that's an ongoing theme throughout the EP. Yes, um, okay. on the song on on Nosebleed, that song is. I mean, there's no way around that. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is yeah, exactly. Things I picked that song. up. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's really the only one that was like Nosebleed is really the only one that's like obviously a Stranger Things song, and the only one that was like 100 percent inspired by Stranger Things. Like sure. everything else was like other things. Uh, you know, like, I mean, like we were saying, like just things that were like watching at the time um, when we when I wrote that one, uh, I was watching. Stranger Things, a lot of Twin Peaks, The X-Files. So it's just like a bunch of... Nice. Spooky weird, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural stuff. Uh, yeah. And it starts off with the piano. And then I guess uh, you do a little bit of spoken word. Yes. And it kind of trades yeah. off between, yeah. I guess, you singing and then the spoken word. Yeah, a little bit. Um, are, is that two different people talking? Like, is it two different... Um, no, that was that was me too. Um, well, no, I mean like two different characters. Because um, I thought yeah, like more, one... Yeah, yeah. The sp- the spoken word um, kind of goes back between 
like dreaming and two different people. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like half reality, half dream world. Um, and then I guess like talking stranger things point of view, like will is like the chorus and then okay. Joyce is like everything else. Oh, cool. I don't even know all this. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're learning some stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then the music's like, it's super like prog rock. Like, was that intentional? Is that something you guys are into? No. It, I, I, I love prog rock. Yeah? Yeah. What are, what are a couple, like, influences? Uh, I like, I mean, I like the old crazy psychedelic stuff, like, uh, Yes and King Crimson and stuff, but, um, like, Mars Volta's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, That's actually how we first kind of, like, we started being friends. Is it? We kind of bonded over Mars Volta. I believe it. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I remember something you don't. Wow, but yeah. I, I don't know. I can't speak for Ben. He wrote the the piano and everything, which I really like. I know, I know it sounds nothing like him, but it, this song was like totally inspired by John Legend and that song, all of me. I was so obsessed with that song really? for a good while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my main inspiration for the first chord progression that sure, I came yeah. up with. And then, then it just took a whole life of its own, but that was definitely the, like my jumping off point was, I just love gotcha. the sound of the piano at that frequency. Like in that higher range, that intensity was nice. And then it just built upon that. Sure. Yeah. I remember you played that for me on your iPad before we had even like decided to do a thing together. And uh, I was like, man, this sounds like somebody having an existential crisis in a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like the first time I came over to your house, too, I think. Yeah. And then who does the guitar? Uh, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guitar work was great too. Thanks. Just the like freestyling on top of everything. That, like, yeah, totally. I mean, that um, it, I had not really listened to it a whole bunch. I just knew that we wanted to do it. And I kind of came up with all that on the spot. And now, uh, having done all this other stuff, I listen to that one. And I'm like, ooh, that is, <laughs> there's so many mistakes on that. But yeah. that, I think oh, that definitely yeah. is born out of just uh, doing it on the spot. And, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, you could tell a lot of work went into this track. Like, it's pretty well orchestrated, um, and pretty meticulously put together. I would yeah, say. yeah, all we we all paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it's like the paperwork side of it. We, I mean, I like looking at a song from like a mathematical standpoint. Like, when you look at it in your project and you see like all these equal parts balancing each other, balancing itself out, and sure. then bringing you know layers in. So how long is the actual songwriting process for each song? I guess it depends, but... Yeah, it depends. Honestly, it's like a blur to me, like how some of them originally came to me. They're usually like three in the morning ideas. I'll have like a chord <laughs> progression and I'll, I'll get it down and then return to it multiple times over a few weeks and then bring it to Mibs once it's structured enough. Yeah. And see if he can work with something that I wrote and then we bring Jeff over. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, and Mibs, do you write the lyrics? Um, do you have lyrics like ready to go or do you wait until you hear the track before you start to um, put words to it? I try, I I usually have like lyrics ready to go, like some on my phone or in a notebook or written on like a napkin or something like somewhere. But right. I try when like Ben brings me like a new song, I try not to incorporate anything that I have already. Um, I mean, sometimes if I have something that I think will work, um, I'll use that. But usually I try to, like, start just, like, completely fresh, like, from the, from the beginning. Gotcha. Um, do we want to get into Nosebleed? We kind of alluded to it a little bit before, keeping with the Stranger Things theme. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like we lis- I listened to this. I don't know about you people. I listened to this a couple times. And then I read the lyrics. I was like, oh, shit. 
This is a Stranger Things song. <laughs> I didn't realize at all. And Jack told me that. I was like, did you realize that was uh, like about Stranger Things? And I was like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I That's good. I, I, I definitely don't want like... It's, yeah. I don't want us to be the Stranger Things band or like this be the Stranger Things EP. <laughs> I mean, if you're sure, looking I'm for sure a niche, lot, it's, uh, it's yeah. pretty popular right now. I was going to say, it sounds like there could be a lot of money in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, here's Nosebleed. Um, And that was the second single you guys put out, correct? Yeah. Yes. Nice. And that one has some guest vocals on it? Um, yeah, that's our friend Kelsey Cannon um, from Morgantown. Um, I've always loved her voice. Like, she has a solo project as well. And okay. Is it just voice, under her name? Yeah. Kelsey Cannon? Yes. Cool. Um, yeah, and our voices go really well together, which is something that we didn't even know. Um, was really it your first until, time working with her? Yeah. I mean, we, like you know, gotten drunk friends. and sung together many times. <laughs> but, uh, that was like the first time, like when we heard her record that song, like Ben and I both looked at each other like, holy shit, like this goes perfectly. And what, yeah. like before, like she just had her headphones in. So the music was all in her. And then like, we just heard her vocals and we're like, oh man, that's going to sound awesome. And then we played it back and it was perfect. And nice. like she wrote, she wrote the lyrics for that verse too. Oh really? Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, she's the person that got me into stranger things. So oh, she was okay. the first person I knew that was like obsessed with it. Right. And I was like, okay, I'll give it I guess I should have realized nosebleed. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So like that one is from, uh, like the first verse is from Mike's perspective. Yeah. Um, second verse is from Hopper's expect or perspective. And then Kelsey's verse is 11, obviously. Yeah. Right. So, so obviously you guys are big fans of the show. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's all right. <laughs> How'd you feel about season two? I was incredible. Yeah. I loved it. Better yeah. in season one? I, I'm... Yeah, I don't know if you can really... Yeah. Great. Yeah, they're equally I, they're great. They're different. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. definitely different. They definitely... Uh, I feel like they changed up the, the visual style a little bit. Yeah. In the yeah. second one, there's Did like they? a lot more color. It's a little, yeah, more, a little more polished. Yeah, and then they, like they use more like dramatic angles and stuff, and the way they do cuts is really different, but... Probably got some more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The Duffer Brothers didn't think anybody money. was going to... Like be on board, and then yeah. it turned into this phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere too. Like it, it just kind of like built up steam over a while. Like people were like, "You got to watch a show." And then there was that. I feel like that eighties, uh, like the eighties retro things, really in right now. Oh, definitely, it's the cycle yeah. of thirty years. Like now, it's oh, is it thirty? Like popular Interesting. now. Oh so, damn! Yeah. 
So we got 90s coming next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kids are already on it. Yeah, no, oh, that's right. That's kids. right. Um, so musically, this one's a lot more a lot more poppy, I would say. A lot more a lot more synth work in it that I picked up on. Yeah, we uh, I mean, we approached this we we were like, what what song could we do from Strangers saying that would, you know, be easy and we were just like we should do a love song. Yeah. You know, a ballad love song and so it's pretty easy for us to come up with you know, just that simple ballad sound yeah. with a pretty melody over it. It's so earnest, though. It doesn't come across as cheesy to me. No, like, it doesn't. Yeah. One thing I really like about this is that everyone who was involved, it was as soon as they heard it, were like, "Hell yes!" Like, can't, yeah, I can't wait to get this done. <laughs> Do That's you think awesome. you guys are going to work with her in the future? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. and hopefully she'll be able to play any shows we have. Yeah. yeah Do you work. have any shows lined up, or are you in the works for anything? We're in the works right now, you know, with the whole drummer situation. It's hard to play a show. I mean, and the, the piles of gear that like we need to... Yeah, we definitely for. recorded this EP. You know, we have the, the gear to record it, but not to perform it in a venue yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I gotcha. Gotcha. So we've been stockpiling new gear, everything I, yeah, ready to play by this about, summer. We just want to do it right, you know. Yeah, yeah, we don't, don't want to. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we want to respect it and not half-ass it. Yeah, so I guess uh, with this EP, it kind of seems like um, you guys are kind of trying to find your footing. Uh, you're playing around with a lot of different things. So. Yeah, and I mean, you know, here in a year, this could just seem like child's play to us. You know, it's <laughs> it's like we're trying to figure out what Bibbs's sound ultimately is because though we've been friends for ten years and like in different groups, yeah. this is our first time of us all like doing this kind of process of record or writing while recording. Yeah. And it's like kind of been a revelation for us. Like, yeah, it's exciting. Cause I, because there's so much commonality in like in taste, uh, it's a matter of like narrowing that down from that scope. Cause I feel like a lot of groups, especially ones I've been in, it's more of a struggle to find commonality in the first place and like Interesting. get on the same page. But with us, we like all the same shit. Like not even music, like movies, TV. We have the same ideas and jokes and stuff. So right. That kind of <laughs> goes into the group. Is just like we can do whatever we want. It'll be fun. But right. figuring out like a singular idea is still happening. Cool. Um, yeah. I guess let's just keep moving along. Um, yeah, next, we got one more. Right. Yeah, time's up. Uh, which was the third single you guys put out, and uh, again is on the the EP.
So that was Time's Up. Give me a little bit of background on this one, because this one, to me, definitely stands out from the other ones as even more... I mean, musically, it's even more kind of like getting into like the dance pop realm. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely some like hot chip, like cut, copy kind of kind of <laughs> feel on it that I didn't pick up at all on on uh, definitely the first track we sampled. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the testing the the working title of the song was dance. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like dance or dance song, kind of on song. the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we knew we wanted that funky kind of dance sound sure. you know because we we wrote about you know we were testing out every kind of song we can write together and so that was our first dance trial and i think it came out pretty well it was like an eight hour uh session that i had late at night i just came up with the main chord progression then mibs wrote all the words in one day and Jeff, I mean, like always, did the guitar in one sitting. <laughs> so this is one day you did all this. You laid this yeah, all down. I mean, I think it, it came together over like a month, but it, you know, just because we can, all, our schedules yeah, don't line up too well. But yeah, it was a day for each of us. Cool. It's a long day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they definitely. And what was a? What's the story behind the lyrics? Um, this was. We wrote. I mean, this song we've been sitting on for a while. I could. I struggled like finding lyrics because like a dancey song is like hard to write and not be like cheesy. Um, sure. And like do it really well. Plus um, you'd already covered the stranger things. And, right. So you can't yeah. go back. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, I wrote the lyrics. Um, it was the day after the golden globes actually. Um, and like when the whole time's up movement was announced. Um, and like the next morning I was like seeing all the like news stories and everything about all of that, like Oprah's speech, everything like that. And I was Oprah just really, really inspired by, um, I start, you know, I started thinking about all of like friends and just like women that I know who like posted their stories and right. So times um, up being the response to the the Me Too movement, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and you'll like pick up on that on the lyrics, like if you yeah. pay attention, because like if you don't know that, like it kind of sounds like a creepy song a little bit, I guess. <laughs> like, it's, like, but like then, like when you have that context, like. That's a cool juxtaposition between that and then such an upbeat, like yeah. fun song. Yeah, and I think like you're that's kind of very serious. Yeah, and I like kind of, I guess that's uh, you know like an interesting perspective. Like yeah. it could be creepy or it could be like a revenge song for a woman. So which is like what definitely what it was written as was definitely like a female like empowerment like cool know, from you know us just like so it's not dudes. it's not <laughs> one specific thing in general. It's just you no, were more writing yeah. from the perspective of yeah yeah oh cool. Just, you know, everything that, like, happened last year with, like, everybody getting, you know, outed, Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, the list could go on forever. But, yeah. you know, right. like, you know, like, people like Kevin Spacey was someone that I looked up to, like, so much, and I was so disappointed. Like Sure, yeah. I think, um, I think everyone had a certain moment of that at some <clears throat> point. Yeah, like, American Beauty and Seven are, like, two movies that I put on, like, to fall asleep to, like, all the time. I haven't touched either one uh, like since that came out in August, um, I got baby driver for Christmas. Haven't opened it. So See, I watched it right before all that stuff came out and that was such a great movie, but now it's like, you can't even really, it taints it. It definitely yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, uh, what are you guys working towards right now? Is there some, what's going on after the EP? So we're just like in recording hibernation still. We're so constantly recording songs. You know, we got a couple in the works. We got one finished, so we'll be able to debut here. Ooh. And yeah, uh, Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, hopefully, I know we talked about like a month or so ago, we wanted to do an album either by the end of this year or 
you know, some point next year have at least a 10 song product to put out. Nice. So by this summer, hopefully you start playing some live shows and yeah. then sometime by the end of the year, put out your full, full length album. Yeah. We're, I guess so, so we're just like focusing on just making music cause we're figuring that part out now too. And we're just rehearsing our set to where it'll be solid live because we don't want to go out there and half-ass these songs. Eat a bag yeah. of Because it would be easy, you know. So many people nowadays, you know, anyone can record and go out and try to perform this, but we just want to do it properly. Yeah, wanna, don't rush it, you know. Where's the name come from? It's actually when Mibs and I were just writing together, it was kind of just a cop-out. We were just, we just smashed our Mibs. names together. A perfect. Yeah. Where do you fit into this? Uh, do you I play guitar. Oh. <laughs> you should have them add a little bit to the end of it. He talked about yeah. calling it Bubs now. Yeah. Bubs. yeah. <laughs> I asked Jeff, I was like, what do you think about Bubs? <laughs> I think yeah. I told you I like it, but I also don't give a shit. Yeah, it's like we, we just want to practice. Uh, we want to practice Listen, writing ben, together. This is not important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you the get name. back in that studio and turn out some hits. Yeah, the naming <laughs> of everything is always last. I mean, especially for me. Like, yeah. I don't focus on words. That's all Mibs and... Now for the album, do you guys um, do you guys see it following in the same path as the EP, where you're trying out a bunch of different styles? Or are you kind of like thinking you're going to zero in more on one or the other? I think it's going to be zeroed in more, yeah, uh, more or less. Yeah, it's because what we've discussed is we approached this EP, we recorded, mixed all of it ourselves, just sent it off for mastering. But we talked about for this next project, we're going to do all of that ourselves with this next collection of songs, but. We're going to go to Dave Klug's studios to record every bit of it. And I think we're still going to mix it, but... Cool. Um, yeah, so you talked about it a little bit before. You have a song, which I guess is going to be on your new album. Uh, they're going to let us debut here. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think... We've been... We've had like... Does it have a name yet? <laughs> yeah. What did we name it today? Uh, we Well, tentatively, Faunus, because um, he's a god of the forest who wasn't labeled as a... He became a god after he died, um, and then he came back and was like, you know... Cool. Became a deity. Faunus. Um, yeah, so he's just like, you know, the god of the forest and, like, rebirth. Cool. All right, this is Faunus uh, from Bibbs.
Thomas off of what's going to be the new album for Bibs. That was incredible. Yeah. That was really cool. Thank you. Exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can definitely see um, kind of the musical step forward that you guys are taking with that. I mean, you're definitely uh, taking some more risks and kind of getting a little bit more... um, I don't want to say experimental, but but more bold, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Yeah, or, or just even more comfortable writing together. Sure. I think we got more into like intric- intricate details with this song that we weren't getting right. into before because we were just starting to learn how to work together. Yeah. Uh, what's, I guess, lyrically, what's what's it about? Like, Faunus? Um, well, like I said, Faunus was um, a god of uh, the forest who didn't achieve like being a God until after his death. And then he was brought back. Is that in like pa- paganism? Um, what I believe it's Celtic. Okay. It's actually um, the Bible. I, well, yeah, he, I mean, he's like, <laughs> just kidding. Faunus is kind of like everywhere. Okay. Just goes by different names. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember which that might be Roman. It could okay. Be, I, I'm so not different sure. People have versions of it. Yeah. But, okay. Oh yeah. Um, lyrically, I guess, um, it can be, it's kind of an ambiguous song. Um, it started out just kind of like, um, like getting back to your roots, um, getting away from like a toxic situation. Um, it can be a person, it could be a relationship, it could be, you know, just a situation in your life. Um, and then, you know, coming out of that and getting back to, you know, who you originally are, I suppose. Are you, you're interested in... I don't want to. I don't want to say that the occult is that a is that the correct <laughs> term? That's a good word. That's a yeah. good word to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I guess something that it's always been like in the back of my mind. Like even when I was a kid, like I had teachers like worried about my obsession with Harry Potter. Like now, like how scared <laughs> they would be if they saw like what I was actually doing. <laughs> Just like you know nothing. You Harry, know, so bad Harry Potter about, is like, a gateway drug into possibly. Yeah. Into um, other... I mean, that definitely wasn't. You know, I would say like Sabrina the Teenage Witch was probably like my first like interest the in, animated series or no like the the live action was probably oh. like, i mean i that came on when i was five years old so right. oh, cool you know i uh got into that then that two years happened. later harry potter happened and the rest of all history. oh yeah um, but <laughs> so is, it, is witchcraft is that the correct terminology or is it like are those two yeah they, i mean they're inter- different interchangeable kinds i i get into wild crafting which is like um Ooh, that sounds cool it's like herbalism um oh. Smudge making, like smudge making. Yeah, what? so that's like, um, like a sage stick or okay. like just a bundle of herbs that you burn for like purification purposes or okay. different rituals and cleansing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like a like it's any like bundle of herbs is a smudge. So interesting. Um, yeah, I like kind of like got into it. Tarot was probably like the first thing that like got me into it as an adult. Um, then I moved here and I discovered uh, this store called Juju over in East Liberty, and I'm there like at least once a week now. Um, nice, nice. It's a witchcraft store. Yeah, cool yeah, store? it is. Um, it's a very, very cool, cool place. Is there a large community of people um, in Pittsburgh? How many witches are there? I actually, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, me and a couple of my friends, um, we've kind of formed like. I guess a coven. I was going to say it. <laughs> Is that the right term? Um, yeah. And we like get together. Um, Wasn't there, there was a horror movie called the coven. I'm or 
The craft. Oh, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Oh, I man. remember it was really, really scary. I watched yeah. it when I was way too young. That's and actually playing right now at uh, Regent Square Theaters. Um, they're doing uh, 20 years of girl power uh, oh, double cool. feature with uh, <laughs> Spice World and the, co- er, and the craft. <laughs> <laughs> it's like That's really cool. It's salty and sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Um, so I guess, I, I don't know. I tried to do a little Wikipedia today. Um, is so the people that are into, I guess, Eastern spirituality is, uh, pagan rituals and stuff like that. Is that more of like a Western, uh, spirituality that I guess, I guess certain pagan things kind of leak into other things. Like I know there's crossovers Absolutely. with Christianity and stuff, yeah, but, yeah. um, the actual spirituality behind that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that like things have been stolen from the pagans, you know, and given to the Christians like Christmas and Easter. Oh, they take but, everything. You know, <laughs> I mean, but there are like, like the whole dying Easter eggs thing is yeah. like, Oh, that's a, it, that's a pagan thing. Like, well, I mean not dying them, but wow. like eggs and like bunnies are like, um, symbols of fertility and spring. Oh. And so like, that was a huge part of like Ostera, which is like what Easter is taken from. Right. Is from the word Ostera. Yeah. Cause like I guess they, um, solstice. they kind of just were like, Oh, you guys can still do that. Just put, there's Jesus now. Right. Yeah. You got to like do Christmas that. Trees and like decorations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, Christmas. Really? That was a, that's all. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that huh? Saturnalia? Saturnalia. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that word before. Is that? It's probably, I think it's multiple because that's winter solstice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's multiple right. pagan holidays. Yeah. Yeah. There are 12. I guess yeah. we just had the spring solstice, right? Yeah. It was last weekend. Is that? Or, or last Tuesday. Yeah. Do, uh, is it witches, do they do special things for like solstices? Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, like, uh, I have a couple friends. We, we get together with, uh, the full moon, the new moon and do like rituals, like to, like, we usually choose like a different, um, like intention for each each one. Like we'll do like a road openings like s- ritual to like help us with just things throughout that month. Or like we did a money draw um, spell a couple weeks ago and it <laughs> totally worked for all three. A of money us. draw, so yeah, it's supposed to um, what? We bring all three wealth. We made like wild money. Like, really, those two weeks. Yeah. Dang. Um, but I yeah, we them? get together for the new moon and <laughs> full moon and I didn't know was that to easy. watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So uh, you know, oh, there you go. Like three things that we do. That's awesome. Yeah. So you said you're into tarot. Is that something you find like therapeutic or like? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, like some people see it as like a fortune telling thing. I guess you can use it for that, but it's also like more like finding yourself and like inner truth. It's more like your like, your present state, right? As opposed yeah, to future. Yeah. From what I've from what I know. Yeah. I mean it's great for like advice too. Like sure. you can ask yourself advice basically through, you know, cards. Nice. Yeah. So you offered to do a tarot reading for us. Yeah, totally. So um, I, I think we're gonna do that. Yeah. All right. So we decided that you are gonna do the tarot reading for me. Sure. And we are doing what was it, past, present, future? Yeah. Um yeah, this is the golden thread tarot deck um i have books for all the others but this one is an app that comes like when you buy the deck like it's oh, not nice. available unless you buy it they have like another one that does like that like teaches you about like all the card meanings and everything um but this one like you can actually do the readings like if you don't have your deck on you like you can do one oh like, on sweet cool are you scared pete yeah um so <laughs> before we start this is this gonna? Is there a chance that we get any ghost spirits that come through? No, 
Okay. No, this All is right. like Ouija. I, I have a follow up question. Okay. Is there a chance that this brings any ghost spirits into my life? No. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not responsible my... for like existential crisis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important disclaimer, I feel. Okay. Yeah, we're, we don't. We, we don't want to be, we don't mean to be insensitive, but we're just scared. No, we're just, no, not at all. I'm scared. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> speak for yourself, Pete. I'm not scared. Alyssa, Alyssa does Tara. She, she's into that. I'm scared. My, my girlfriend, Alyssa. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. So what's yeah. up? What do um, I do? So you shuffle the deck. Okay. Um, and just like clear your mind if you can. Like, I know okay. there's like a lot going on. I got to stop but, thinking yeah. about Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you have like a specific question or like a specific like event you want this to pertain to, like think about that, like clear your head, except for whatever that might be. Okay. Can you not say it or is it? Well, oh, it's not like birthday candles. Like you oh, can say okay. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the cards are shuffled. Yeah, um, and now, like, you cut them um, three, three ways, um, like right in front of you, like so on the wood, like, on the grain right there. Okay, um, and we're we're I'm dedicating this reading to the podcast. Oh, That's what we're focusing on. It's we're focusing on the past, present, and future of Soundcheck PGH. The past, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to find out what it is. It's been a rough ride. <laughs> Especially for those who have been there from the start. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So your your past card is the emperor. Nice. That sounds cool. Is that is that signify Pete? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still the emperor. <laughs> so no, man, the, your reign is over. <laughs> the keywords um, with the emperor are authority, structure, control, and fatherhood. Um, and it says right here, like, the, while the empress represents the archetypal, archetypal mother, the emperor represents the father. He exudes authority, and though he is stern, he is also filled with wisdom and understanding from his years. He signals structure, stability, and the rule of thought over the heart. Yeah, that's basically So, me. Pete. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, spot on, Pete. <laughs> um, All right, so, and that's supposed to be past? The past. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, you know, just... I like I can't answer these questions. No, yeah, for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, like I said, it's like an internal thing. Um, gotcha. So your uh, present card is, I think it's a nine. Yeah, the nine of wands. All right. So your keywords with that one are uh, resilience, pushing forward, and last stretch. Um, you're close to achieving a victory after a time of battle and hard work. Um, you've spent time pursuing what you believe to be right, though this was difficult and draining. You are reaching a point of exhaustion, but there's only a small way to go before your ultimate goal. Um, and the suit of wands represents passion, desire, and will. So that's kind of fitting. Yeah. Um, and nines represent fulfillment, idealism, and inspiration. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. The cards. Um, and coming up. your future card death <laughs> is there a death card there is <gasps> whoa what happens if that comes up um you it's die actually not like it's not necessarily a f- yeah it could physical mean, death it could mean, it could like, mean so many different things yeah. Yeah. yeah it can be a good thing too cool. like the death of ills so, and yeah something yeah. Badness and stuff. so what is this one um so this is your this is the knight of cups this is your knight of future cups. but this is one this one is reversed um, so it represents what does that mean? moodiness, so, oh. disappointment. Um, so the way that you turn it up matters. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. So there's a shit ton of different combinations that you can get. Oh, yeah. There are so many. Like, that's why I still have, like, these books. Like, I still read them because right. I will 
forget like constantly. Like yeah. there's, I mean, there are 72 cards like in a deck. So 72, wow. they can be either yeah. position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some, like, <laughs> That's do, a lot of math. Like some don't do both, uh, the reversed and right side up. Um, okay. this one does the wild unknown that tarot card or deck that I have. They don't do like reversed. Um, but anyway, uh, the knight of cups, um, reversed represents um, being ruled by the heart and not the head. The Knight of Cups can sometimes be prone to quickly evolving and heated emotions. His invitation, through though charming at first, can become problematic because of his inability to control his feelings. Um, cups represent emotions, feelings, and relationships, and water, obviously. Okay. Um, and the Knights represent um, the messengers, uh, deliverer of news, and uh, he brings each suit outward towards the world. There's some good stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Like, is a reading necessarily like that's what's going to happen? Or is it, can it be, um, can you learn something from it and then change the oh, outcome? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that's like sometimes what I use it for. It's like can be used as a warning. Um, right. And, but like I said, it's all like internal. Right. Um, it's different for everybody. I also so, feel like the more you invest into it, the more power it seems to have. Absolutely, yeah. So you can almost like will it into being or out yeah. of being. Yeah. yeah, and that's like that's kind of how I feel about like crystallism too. Um, like they have their own like energetic properties, but then I feel like to you like they also do like different things like depending on who like possesses them, I guess. Do you, uh, do you charge your crystals? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My um, mom does that. <laughs> I've done, like, I can, she puts I've them out. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I've done water charging, um, sea salt and moon. also with the moon. Yeah. yeah. The moon is what I usually like. It is what I do the most, but, uh, I've used water or just like a bowl of salt if I like, if it's not like a full moon. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, um, this is cool. So you, I, I don't know if we, I think we were talking off air. Uh, you said that there's a tarot card that's a Pittsburgh based artist. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the bridge, Witches tarot. It was created by, I'm not sure what her real name is. Her Instagram handle is killer pancake. Um, Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like each card is just like a different, it is representative of like a specific person for her or, um, just like different neighborhoods of Pittsburgh. You said the the Fort Pitt Bridge was uh, it's judgment. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's pretty very fitting. That's yeah. pretty fitting. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for doing this. Um, no problem. Yeah, it's cool. It's good to get. I think we learned something. <laughs> I think so. We got a lot to decompress. Yeah. About. yeah we now we we've got a lot to talk about afterwards, Pete. <laughs> yeah. You guys come from West Virginia, and the most important question I can ask is, uh, how do you feel about pepperoni rolls? Deeply passionate. <laughs> yeah, in Morgantown, you, I mean, there's jeans. They have the, I'd, I'd say they're most famous in Morgantown, at least in my book, for the pepperoni roll. Have you had a Mancini's pepperoni roll yet? Is that the one from Clarksburg? No, it's in Pittsburgh. Oh, Mancini's no. is like a bread company in Pittsburgh, and in the Strip District, they they sell pepperoni rolls. They do downtown, oh, I too. I have that, because I've had their bread, and their bread is... is their pepperoni rolls are real good. Yeah. And I don't know how it, uh, it compares to like West Virginia level of pepperoni rolls because uh, my boss and a lot of people I work with are from West Virginia and I didn't realize that it was such a staple of the West Virginia diet. 
Oh yeah, it, didn't it start <laughs> as like the coal miners like meal? It's yeah. kind of like the field workers in California created the burritos, you know, the immigrants yeah. from Mexico because they needed just one hand something held. they could hold. It's a yeah. West Virginia burrito. Yeah, it was like the coal miners. <laughs> they always I, I heard somewhere they always had like a stick of meat and a loaf of bread and yeah, the one Italians guy would yeah, and then so the wives just started baking the pepperoni into the bread and then they added cheese and stuff because. They Who used to have cheese. to eat their lunches in the mines, oh, so they man. couldn't see. And if they just had like a loose stick of like salami or pepperoni or whatever, it'd get all cold dusty. So it helped to just have <laughs> one thing in your hand. You didn't even have to look at it. Just, <laughs> just gnaw on it. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the most common pepperoni roll is just like your basic white bread. And, yeah. you know, I see sticks of pepperoni more often mm-hmm. than the slices. <laughs> I remember, like, being a kid, like, ground pepperoni was a thing, but you don't see that as much anymore. Ground pepperoni? I've yeah. never even heard of that. I haven't heard oh, of that. It was so good in a pepperoni roll. Ter- oh, yeah, Terra Cafe does that. Yeah. I remember that from when we went to the pepperoni roll cook-off that you judged. Yeah, they're... they're Whoa, you, you were judged, judged a, pepperoni a pepperoni roll cook-off? cook-off? <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot <laughs> about this. Oh, my God. Wow, how did you get bestowed this it. honor? So I was, I was managing a kitchen <laughs> for a few years in Morgantown, <laughs> the place Jeff and I worked at, and... I knew a friend who's like a music director in Morgantown. He was like raising <laughs> funds for a musical or something. Yeah, the Golden Horseshoe musical. Yeah, which has nothing to do with the band we like, the Golden Horseshoe band. <laughs> it's just Golden Horseshoe is like a test we take in middle school for like and it's a West Virginia some history knowledge. Folk tale. I'm not even. But I'm yeah, I was at yeah. this random church down the street from where I live judging a pepperoni roll contest <laughs> with like Miss West Virginia. Uh, there's Wait, radio. Miss, West, Miss West Virginia yeah, Miss baked t- maybe pepperoni Miss rolls? Teen. Well, no, we were just in front of cameras. Oh eating no, she was another judge. Rolls. Yeah, she's a panelist. Was this oh, televised wow. throughout the state? I uh, probably just weird local channels. <laughs> like, but it was really I was not ready to go to it, and I didn't plan for it. I didn't realize they were going to be filming me eating the pepperoni roll. <laughs> I, I had anything worthwhile to have say? Have you found about footage? Do you did have you footage? have to? Did you have know. to give comments? I, I think so, but it's like kind of a blur to me. I don't really remember, <laughs> I also remember what I said about it. You were like it. the only actual food guy because everyone else was just like yeah, state celebrities. Ra- and stuff. Radio personality dude, uh, Miss Teen WB, and then some other guy. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, I was definitely an odd, odd man out. I mean, I was just there watching you judge pepperoni rolls, <laughs> eating the pepperoni rolls, but. Like what well, makes said, a good it was, pepperoni it was in roll? A church, and I just felt like I was wearing a T-shirt that said "Bad Girls Go to Hell," and oh, <laughs> no. and like planning on going into well. a church that day. Um, but actually, yeah. they're probably all for it. They're like, "Yeah, they're <laughs> like you know what? You're right, man." <laughs> <laughs> a good pepperoni roll's got to have good bread because uh, yeah. the Italian key. immigrants were real serious about their bread, and and then they mix with like the Dutch also are serious about their bread and the Germans, but a good West Virginia pepperoni roll has to have good bread. I feel like we brought pizza today, but I probably should have thought ahead and brought some pepperoni rolls. Hey, you know, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> we could just wrap it up and like press press real hard. Yeah, like. just roll up your pizza and it's a pepperoni <laughs> roll. Try it. The other big West Virginia question I have is uh, how do you feel about Mothman? Have you had any Mothman sightings? Um, Give me some I've background had, on like, Mothman. A sighting. Um, when I was a kid, um, I was, like, I was probably 11. Yeah, I was 11 when the, the movie, like, with Richard Gere. Yeah, Do you, they yeah, filmed that out. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, actually, I think um, oh, it was in Washington County. You can see the Avalon in if you're driving on uh, maybe 70. I think 70 you can see the Avalon motor in. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I definitely haven't seen it since I moved here. But, uh, 
it's, I, it's probably about time that I check it out again. Yeah. Um, when I when I first saw it as a kid, though, I remember watching it on New Year's Eve with my sister, and it scared the shit out of me. And like, it's probably like a pretty cheesy it's pretty movie scary. to watch now. I don't remember. Oh no, I'd be scared. But and then <laughs> my sister was like, "Well, let's read the book." And there's a book. There's yeah, a, the it's based on a book, yeah. and it's like what? it's all encounters of pe- it's like whoa chapters of encounters that people have had. Um, and she and I tried to read that. We made it like three chapters in, and then we spent the whole next two weeks sleeping on our parents' bedroom. Oh, it's terrifying. Oh, no. uh, my sister was 18 and I was 12. We were sleeping <laughs> on wow. our parents' Um, and I've like picked it up like for a few days, like every couple of years and like, don't make it that far. Cause there's like, a statue as good as it is, near so where scary. it happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's point, a general, what's a general background? Oh man. Um, like, like spark notes version. So he's just like a like a cryptid, like half man, half moth. I they suppose. say he's about he's, uh, six and a half to seven feet tall. Red eyes, yeah, red, red eyes, eyes, giant yeah. red eyes, and wings like a moth. Yeah, and, and people have just seen him or encountered him. Yeah, it started in West Virginia in the '60s, or that was like the first like document or documentation of it was in, okay. in the '60s, um, around like the time of the Silver B- Bridge collapse. Which um, they, uh, well, at least in the, in the movie, they kind of painted that yeah. he was, it was like a foreshadowing of. Yeah. Um, I, when I was in seventh grade and we did the, so- the social studies fair, I wanted to do mine on Mothman, but they wouldn't <laughs> let me because he wasn't real. <laughs> and uh, still real to me. So I did it on the Silver Bridge collapse. Oh, okay. And then like had foot, like nice. a huge like thing in the middle about Mothman. Nice. Like during my speech. So Mothman is apparently back. He's in Chicago. There's been a ton of sightings in Chicago. He's back, baby. And people are wondering like it was the Silver Bridge collapse. What's going to happen in Chicago? Yeah. And people are kind of tying it to like the gun violence in Chicago, but oh, yeah. they See, don't know if like, something else not... is going to happen because Mothman doesn't mess around. Like, no, right. it's always and something bad. Yeah. Yeah. And like a big misconception about him is that he is the cause of all of these things, but he's more like a warning. Exactly. So Interesting. I think yeah. he's, I think he's and a force of, well, he's trying to help us out. He's trying to show us something. Yeah. Like in every like documented encounter, like he's more scared of people than they are of him. I mean, people are scared as shit, but and he's also, definitely more scared. There's also the men in black that go along with oh, the Mothman. Yeah. So the there's a government element. Super what? weird yeah. to learn about. Yeah. Um, there's the, a chapter in the book where they like, um, people will talk about meeting them. Like they will like knock on your front door and tell you like something really weird that like they shouldn't know like about you or like, tell you like something has happened to someone in your family or someone, you know, so they get into your house and then they like talk to you about, about Mothman. Then there would be people like diners who like would just like show up and like automatically people will be like, there's something off about this guy. And they like, wouldn't know how to use a spoon or like what? Yeah. What? Yeah. They behave really strangely. And like they're in that uncanny Valley where it's like, you look like, a person, but nobody talks like this. Nobody behaves this yeah. way. They'll like laugh at inappropriate times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we need to se- start a separate podcast just about like, <laughs> yeah. cryptids and stuff. Cryptids. Yeah. I love this shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's the Loch Ness monster. It's like let's get Mothman w- more well known. Well, I was saying they got to. We should Richard- have like a. They should have like a um, mythical or you know. Cryptid, Cri- like yeah. cryptic, like uh, monster, like March Madness tournament, oh. where people oh, like yeah. you match, you match up yeah, like I, like Loch Ness with Mar- with yeah. Mothman. I, I would yeah, say I don't know anything about like 
sports or anything. Um, I just asked someone at work the other day if during March Madness, if the basketball ever stops or if it's just the whole month. <laughs> I, like, is it 24 Actually, hours? Madness, I really don't know. It's a hundred. No, games. it's not 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours a day. It's mad. Day. It's not that mad. It's yeah. madness. Right. It's actually always going on 24 hours a day, but March is the only time it's broadcast. So that's why it's March <laughs> Madness. <laughs> well, I Mothman that, would be a number one seed in my, yeah, for sure. my bracket. Yeah. Though. Well, they got to send Richard Gear up there to, to Chicago, figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing right now. He's been in movies or anything. So, well, he's probably, yeah, he's got some time on his hands. He he's can go probably check, up there right check now. Check it out. <laughs> check it out, Richard Gear. Yeah. Get on that. Richard Gear, if you hear this, uh, please go to Chicago and investigate the Mothman sightings. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you guys have you anything? Do we, is there anything we didn't cover yet? I don't think so. Do you guys have anything else? Anything you want to plug? No, just thanks for doing this. This is, this is really cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah it's been amazing. Much. Where can we find you guys? You guys are on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, we're on Facebook as Bibs, and then uh, we direct most people to our Bandcamp page. It's bibsmusic.bandcamp.com. Sweet. Or howeverworks.com slash Bandcamp. If you search... Bibs Music. So I Googled Bibs Pittsburgh, and the first couple of things that came up were like... Steelers bibs for babies <laughs> or boutique bibs. Huge market. Yeah. We can't compete. Yeah, Which I is know. obviously what these guys are working on when they're not doing music. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was you guys, but I just, <laughs> just want to make sure. We're big bibs fans. We just we enjoy bibs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can what? eat without wearing a bib. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of fun today, so thank you guys. Um, and a uh, lot of things coming forward for bibs, so we'll be sure to plug you guys with anything that's coming up when your new album comes out. So Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, thanks. All right, that's a wrap. That was our interview with Bibbs. Uh, thank you to Bibbs for sitting down with us. We had a lot of fun. Um, if you want to hear more of their music, you can find them at bibsmusic.bandcamp.com or at Bibs the Band on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, we'll have links up to that. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can find us on our website, soundcheckpgh.podbean.com. There you go. And uh, you can email us. Uh, please send us emails. No one ever emails us. That's uh, not true. We get emails now. Do we? Yeah, we get emails. We get Facebook messages. It's all junk. It, well, no, the, don't the, say that. No, the Facebook messages aren't junk. But oh, uh, we get people who is it, some people reach out email. Some people reach out Facebook. We love all. We love the love, guys. We love everyone reaching out to us. Um, We're on. If you found this, if you're new to listening to us, and uh, you've got an idea for who we should profile, you want to be profiled, just shoot us uh, shoot us a message on Facebook. Email us, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, we really appreciate uh, everyone who's listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be thank back. You, thank you to our hardcore listeners, too. <laughs> Those who have been there since day one. Hardcore listener. I don't think there's very... I don't, I don't know if, how many there are. I there. don't know how many there are. We should <laughs> we should make uh, t-shirts for, for people who can prove they've been there since day one. No. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a bad idea. By the time you're making t-shirts, you're dying. It's, we'll it's make all downhill. one t-shirt, and whoever can prove they listen to everything, they can get it. <laughs> It'll just be a uh, like undershirt that we'll just write in Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, with a Sharpie. <laughs> it won't even say soundcheck PGH. It'll just say something random. Yeah. 
<laughs> all right. That's all right. Enough. That's enough. Um, we'll be back in two weeks with another interview. And uh, yeah. See you guys soon. See you.